94.1 FM, 3WBC. And welcome to 94.1 FM 3W. Welcome to 94.1 FM 3WBC. We're back again for another episode of VFL Rewind. As per usual, I'm joined in the studio by the great man Peter Lausch. Lausch, welcome to VFL Rewind. Thanks for having us, Brad. Um, another exciting weekend of VFL and VFLW footy that we are reviewing, and um, you know we're getting we're getting to the real business end of the VFLW, the grand final, and. Um, we're only about two months out from the um, VFL finals. It's all happening. It's all happening. We're getting to the, the pointy end of the VFLW season. Fantastic grand final going to be on, on Sunday at is it four, no, 12 o'clock. 12 yeah. o'clock is going to be on Channel 7. So anyone who can't make it, check out Channel 7 and you'll be able to listen to the game or watch the game on there. It also will be on the app as well. So be able to stream it off the app as well. So massive game. We've got... Uh, we will have Southern Saints versus Essendon Footy Club. It's games like this that I really hate tipping because um, there's so many good people at both clubs and these two sides did have a draw throughout the year. So this is going to be a very close full grand final. And, uh, you know, purely just because they were undefeated, I'll probably go for Essendon under 10 points. Yeah, that would be an interesting one. I reckon Essendon will win as well. Uh, but you can't write off the Southern Saints. No. They've, they're coming from fifth, so you always... Team, team that's come that far back, you always got to back them in. Tonight we've got our three special guests on the show. First guest we'll have is Grace Bucken from the Southern Saints. Looking forward to having a chat to Grace. She's gone, you can tell the stat, Lashie. She's got a very unique stat and I won't mention it now, but I'll mention it when we have a chat to her. So it's a, she could be joining a very illustrious club or she might only be in that, in that club by herself because when we talk back to back, we don't usually talk about three years apart. Yeah, it's a very unique one. Uh, I'm not sure if there'll be many other players. If Richmond don't make the eight, there probably won't be anyone from the Richmond team. We probably go back to back from 2019. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah Grace Bucken might be in a unique situation there. And also we've got uh, Bendy Bolfo from the Northern Blants. Looking forward to having a chat to Ben as well. Yes, uh, we've been warned by the president, Wag Malcoon, to go easy on the young fellow. So we promised Wag that we will go easy on young Ben. And for our VFA legend segment, we've got Mark Stockdale. So, so we've never had a in the three years we've done the show or four years we've done the VFA segment, we've never had a Tarawan player on. So Tarawan were in the VFL for two years in the mid nineties. Um, sadly, it didn't work out for him. But they joined at a similar time to North Ballarat. Same same time. Yeah, same and, time. and we all know what happened with North Ballarat. They kicked on and they really they they did well. They, they I think they made probably five or six grand finals. They won three flags and uh. Yeah, unfortunately for Dragon, it didn't work out, which is understandable. They went back to the local league and uh, kicked on and powerhouse down there, the Dragon Footy Club. Yeah, it'd be very interesting to find out why they didn't kick on in the VFL. So we'll have a chat to Mark about that. Mark also is a former VFL player, or, yeah, VFL in his era at Richmond. And he also has, uh, I think Corey is his son. Corey's a former Casey Demon, now playing over at. Norwood Footy Club in South Australia, and he, I think the nephew was a Michael Stockdale who played at Casey in Williamstown as well. But I do have to thank Kevin Foley, the Trelgan Football Club president, for putting us in contact with um, Mark Stockdale. Yeah, it's always appreciative when uh, yeah we can get 
guests on from clubs that I, I guess are still aren't involved in the VFL and mm. Terrelgan were one. They um the mighty Maroons they were and uh yeah good to good to have them on. Uh, we had Ben we had a bit of Bendigo Diggers content on last week with uh Damien Drums. So some of the yeah the 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 lesser known clubs it's always good to chat them as well. Yeah, and usually with North Ballarat we go straight straight to the grave man Gerald Fitzgerald, <laughs> but um somewhere down the track we'll have somebody again from North Ballarat and um. In a couple of weeks' time, we hopefully will have somebody from Berwick. So some people may not even be aware that Berwick was a VFA side in the early 80s, but we, we've tracked somebody down who actually played in the um, VFA era of Berwick. Yeah, Berwick, the mighty, what were they, the Wicks or the, the Gippslanders? The, the Gippslanders yeah, well? they were called the Gippslanders because obviously, um, uh, obviously the gateway to Gippsland back in the day, now you look at it and you just go, Nah, it's a suburb of Melbourne, come on. But back in those <laughs> days, there would have been a lot of cow paddocks out of Berwick and all that. It's so. definitely a different uh, place, that's for sure. One thing I do want to discuss uh, off the top is our canteen reviews. We had a we had two special guests on the weekend who gave us detailed canteen reviews, you know, pages of detail. They they went to, to detail to explain to us, and we can't thank them enough. First one was Michael Robinson, absolute superstar Michael oh. Robinson. Gave us a, a detailed review, page by page, of this um, Southport Sharks uh, canteen. Yep. And uh, you kick it off, Laos. You, you tell us what you liked and didn't like. Oh, I'll tell you what, they have got a very good menu, um, the Southport Sharks. Um, you know, being one of the standalone clubs that we have in the um, VFL, they um, definitely do a good menu. I'm just... Bringing up now what there, Michael. Um, now there's a controversial item uh, on this. this. This is what I'm, I'm bringing up, I'm, uh, and um, I just want to read, read through their menu. They've got the hungry man beef pie at five dollars. That's that's good. That's hopefully, good. hopefully in years to come, it's called a hungry person beef pie because we do have females playing football as well. We've got the mega sausage roll at five bucks. That's fair. The hot chips at four dollars. That's fair. Dim sims. Steamed or fried, a dollar fifty. Oh no, that's not too bad. I'll I'll accept I'll accept that. Um, but here's where the controversy comes. And is this, this is this, this incident disqualification almost? This is where unfortunately Southport won't win it this year, even if they correct it. Um, and I know Cameron Smith, the media guy, is actually listening. Potato scallops. What's a potato scallops, Lashy? It sounds like a mix between a scallop you get at a fish and chip shop and a potato. But what do you usually link a scallop to? What type of food do you link a scallop to? A seafood, Lashy. Oh, exactly. So we do not fish po- potato cakes out of water. You don't. You're exactly right. I've so, never, never, never seen someone on a pier catching potato cakes. And potato cakes do not have a component of fish in there. So unfortunately for Southport, um, their beef burgers seven bucks. The shark, the shark burger. Um, I think they'll still take, be, a, be, be a mid-pack team, even oh, though they might lose points oh, for the potato scallops. Oh, oh, take note, Port Melbourne. The beef burger, seven dollars, mate. There's um, and they've got Chico rolls. They've got so. Chico rolls, so that gets them back, sort of in there. Like even though they spell Chico rolls wrong, um, chicken nuggets. That it doesn't actually specify how many they you get for four dollars. I can get half a dozen. Well, I hope so because if it's one dollar a um, chicken nugget, yeah. yeah. Um, hash browns a dollar. That's not too bad. Bacon and egg rolls five dollars. That's fair. Water two dollars fifty. Fish and chips ten dollars. That's fair. That's it's fair. Good, good That's serving. Fair. Soft drinks, $3. Probably could come down by about 50 cents. Um, Gatorade, $4.50. That's pretty cheap, considering we paid $8, $8 for it at Frankston. 
Choc strawberry milk, two dollars fifty. That's not too bad. That's not bad at all. Chocolate bars, two fifty. That's a bit bad. All right. Potato chips, two fifty. Cookies, cookies. Have you ever seen cookies out of VFL? That's a, that's a new addition. So we'll give them a bonus point for that. Two dollars fifty. And lolly bags, three dollars. But um, mid table, I reckon. I seen, I seen, I seen the canteen menu, and I, I reckon if if they if they had a said potato cakes, they might have been a um challenger. Yeah, um, no, no doubt. So, hopefully, Cam Smith up there will uh, adjust the menu and potato cakes. I know Queenslanders and New South Wales um, people will call them scallops, but you don't fish them out of the water, so they're not scallops. So. Cor- correctly, actually, I, I, I agree with you on that one. And we had a second special guest on the weekend oh. who gave us a detailed review at Icon Park, the great Stefan Romeo. Oh, yeah, Coburg, one of the loyal Coburg men, very yeah. loyal he is, and uh. He, uh, yep. we gave him the honour of being our our um, correspondent for Icon Park, and he, uh, he let us know. I think I think he said about a five out of ten there, Ken, and he wasn't overly happy about oh, it. Four to five, he said. Four but to five, and, that's you right. Know, when I when I actually bumped into Stefan, like first of all, we became our special reporter because he was the only one who could be bothered going and finding a canteen at that venue. But when we bumped into him earlier in the day at Icon Park, he was sucking away on his Herbalife milkshake and then he was contemplating a Kransky. So didn't seem too happy on the way back. It was rather a negative night to come to think of it, wasn't it? Yeah, it was pretty uh, tough on the uh, the Coburg Footy Club. They lost um, lost the game. I thought they might have won, to be honest. Um, and yeah, they, they, they ended up losing. Yeah. Um, young side, um, very inaccurate. So I wouldn't take anything away. I wouldn't would be too worried if I was a Coburg supporter. There's a bright future there. Um, and I'll tell you what, isn't it? Oh yeah, I think we've got a new new favourite at Carlton as well. Will Hayes, how good They're, is he? Will Hayes, but also Torren Baker, their assistant coach, or as Mal Fistrick once called him, Marco, after Marco Bello. <laughs> he's, um, he's a good man, Torren, and yeah. so, so is Will Hayes. Will Hayes won, so v, Will Hayes was on the VFL list. And he won VFL Player of the Month when yep. he was on the VFL list, and we gave him some chips. And uh, I spoke to him, and, he, and I said, "How's the chips going?" He made it, and he goes, "Through my car, I have them every now and then. I'd save in between when he's horse training and when he was horse training and going to Icon Park. So, uh, yeah, happy that he appreciated them chips. We thanks the Piranha Snacks." Talking about the Player of the Month, are we ready to announce this be, this month's Player of the Month, or is that? I reckon we'll give it another week because okay. I haven't done enough research, Lashy. Okay. I, I've not. I've not even looked. I'm going to hint, hint. I'm sort of looking in a northerly direction. Oh wow! So we could be sending a piranha pack up north. So oh, yeah, there you go. I didn't. I, I haven't actually really looked. Um, to be honest, um, you know, sort of. It'll be interesting who gets it. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt. I've I've gone through a few stats. It could could just make a short trip down the Werribee, or it could go north to one of the northern neighbours that we have in the VFL. Yeah, I'll have to. We'll do that next week. Well, yeah, give, no. I'll give me, give myself a bit of lead time. Apologies about that. No worries. We are. What are we? Yeah, by the end of next week, we'll be out of June, won't we? So now I'll um, kick off the VFL. Go for it, I'll do the four first, for first Friday night, and um, the, the lights didn't come on for a while, so the game was delayed by thirty five minutes, and then when the when they did come on they were just minimal lights of what was it 220 so i'm pretty sure that the minimum you need is 200 and they got it over 200 so it was like in terms of being a standard game it was all good to go it was pretty it was pretty bright to be honest um and some of them come on throughout the day as well um so it wasn't too bad 
well, in this game, in the end, a very close game, a very entertaining game. Um, Port Melbourne got home by three points, 9-7-61 to 7-16-58. As one of our former callers, a 3WBC would say, bad kicking is... It's bad football, Alshie. Yeah, it is. It is definitely bad football. Um, we had a battle of the standalones upstairs, the seafaring standalones up on the Gold Coast, the Southport Sharks against um, Robbo's Frankston Dolphins, and the Southport Sharks had a comprehensive 80-point win there. Again, bad kicking by the Sharks, 16-19, to 4-11-35. But the Sharks, mate, they've really really turned it on. I, I think I said it to you the other night, I think they've played... 22 VFL games now since the two leagues have merged, and I think they've won 19 out of 22. They were lost one game last year, and then they've lost two games this year to Richmond and Casey. So um, if you were a Southport supporter at the start of 2021, um, and somebody said to you after the first 22 games you'll be 19-3, and three, You'd take that, wouldn't you? You would, and I want to ask you a question on Southport. Yep. How, how have you appreciated, or how have you, your dealings or your appreciation of the Southport people been <sighs> this year? I guess it's probably the first time you met some of them and some of the players and the coaches. How, how have you, I guess, uh, yeah. Oh, mate, they're a fantastic group of people, very welcoming people. Like, I, um, I've no, spoken to Stephen Daniel um, over many years um, when when Southport was still in the Neefel. Uh, got to meet Cameron Smith, their media man, um, at um, Kramer Street um, against Preston or against Northern Bullants the other other week. And um, you know we're we're more than happy to help Southport out, promote Southport Football Club here in Melbourne, and also um, interview some of the lesser-known players up there, like. Um, obviously, they've got a few big names that are familiar to the Victorian public, but we're going to try to focus on some of the lesser-known um, players. And we've also said to Southport, um, um, when they play Box Hill, we'll try to get Matthew Primus or Matthew Lappin in pre-game for a, a you know, five, ten-minute chat. So Because we, we get Steve enough as it is throughout the year, so we'll try to focus on some of the lesser-known people in that organisation and give them a bit of airtime because um, they are a great Great club, they're a fantastic standalone club up there on the Gold Coast, and um, you know they deserve more exposure because the reality is the way they're playing right now, they could beat the Cases and they will be in the finals. So yeah, the Victorian Victorian public need to know these guys. Exactly right. And while we're on the on the um, moment of giving raps, uh, I want to give a rap to a a young journalist who I think is absolutely doing fantastic in in the VFL at the moment, and that's Ollie Walker Peel. Um, mm. I, I really I really am so happy for him that the AFL and the AFL clubs have listened to his com commentary mm -hmm. and um, have enjoyed it because I really appreciate the way he commentates. He's got an English accent and I think it really um, articulates the football really well the way he, he describes it. I hope he's got a um, you know bright future in the game. I hope uh, a, a network may look at him you know moving forward because. He's great for football. Like um, I've seen him a couple of times at VFL games, and he's been fantastic. He's doing a fantastic job, and um, I think that you know we need more of it. We need people who are, are happy to uh, use their, um, I guess, their personality to portray a game instead of being boring like me or something. You know, people who are a bit dull. Um, you know, I really appreciate it, and um, yeah, hope hope uh, hope he kicks on. Um, well done, well done, so um, so Ollie. When he does women's footy, Peter Holden's got competition. 
<laughs> well, well, that's the thing. He he, um, he gets pretty excited when he commentates. There was a big yeah. big goal or a big mark on Saturday, and it was almost like listening to BT or um or some of the other commentators who, who get right into it. And I, I appreciate that. It's great to see. So, yeah, well done, Oli. I um, just wanted to mention that as well. Uh, we're going to go to a break now. We're going to be back after the break with Grace Buckin from the Southern Saints. You're listening to VFL Rewind here on 94.1 FM, 3WBC. 3WBC Football is brought to you with the support of our sponsors. Budget Car and Truck Rental. Tobin Brothers Funerals. Birdies Mini Golf and Sports Bar. LP Antiques and Collectibles. Aaliyah Framing. Piranha Foods. MR Davids Constructions. Dragon City Tattoos. Buffalo Sports. And the Blackburn Hotel. Thank you for your ongoing support of 94.1 FM, 3WBC and 3WBC Football. Ready, set. For easy, automatic trucks, budget's good to go. One of Australia's largest rental fleets at great rates. All you need is a regular car licence. Book now at budgettrucks.com.au or call 13 27 27. With Budget, you're good to go. Budget Rent-A-Car Blackburn is a proud sponsor of 94.1 FM 3WBC. And welcome back to VFR Rewind here on 94.1 FM, 3WBC. We're at the point of our first special guest of the evening. Really looking forward to this. Southern Saints come from fifth on the ladder, which is an absolute phenomenal effort in the, in the VFLW. And we've been lucky enough to have a player from the Southern Saints join us on the line now in Grace Buck. And Grace, welcome to VFR Rewind and uh, thanks for taking our call. No, thank you, guys. It's an honour to um, get the call up. So thank you. <laughs> G'day, Grace. Lausche speaking. Congratulations on making the uh, 2022 VFLW Grand Final with the Southern Saints, first of all. Thank you. Super exciting. I must say, I'm definitely still riding that high from the game yesterday. Now, I've got a unique stat for you. Since there hasn't been a VFL Grand Final since 2019, do you realise you're going for back-to-back premierships um, at two different clubs? Yes, I did realise that, um, and I do happen to be the longest reigning premiership winner at this point in time because that there wasn't a grand final last year. So, yeah, it's crazy to think that um, finals was carried out last year and there was no grand final. So, yeah, I guess I'll have to just channel those efforts into getting another premiership. Now, what do you what do you put it down to? The Southern Saints they had a sort of quiet start at the start of the year, and then they just started sort of. Um, sort of slowly and surely um, just climbing up that ladder. But what makes this very impressive is that you're missing a lot of um, experienced players in that side as well, like the Ebony Nixons and um, Nicky Wallaces. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think in terms of what makes up our squad is just everyone involved. So not only the playing group, it's the girls that aren't selected, the physios, the trainers, the volunteers, the coaches... Um, we've definitely over the season created something super special and um, been able to connect um, and really, really develop and, and grow our footy. So, um, yeah, it's super, super exciting to see what we can do next Sunday. It was an interesting game yesterday. With, um, I'm not too sure. You correct me if I'm wrong. I, I watched part of it, but I was, I was obviously not there. Did it start off pretty dry and then the rain come in and it sort of changed the game? Because, yeah, from parts I've seen, it looked like it was pouring pretty heavily. Yeah, it was actually. It started off pretty dry. The um, the ground was quite wet, so it was a pretty... Um, the ball did skid a fair bit. Um, but, yeah, super, super challenging game. I think in terms of 
us, we just played our brand of footy for longer um, and absorbed Casey's pressure a lot better and actually used the rain to our advantage. So, um, yeah, the, the heat was on all four quarters, but every single one of us just worked our absolute asses off. And, yeah, I could, could not be prouder of the girls that played as well as everyone else involved. Um, no, it, was, it was a great win and well-deserved, as I mentioned, from fifth on ladder. It's a phenomenal effort, but it's not over yet yeah. for the Southern Saints. There's one more game, the grand final. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention, um, you must be wrapped at Channel 7. Uh, it looked like they're going to um, broadcast the game. It's uh, it's pretty big uh, news oh, for the, the VFLW. It's absolutely amazing. And just to be the first female game to play at Northport Oval under lights as well, followed by um, to broadcast the VFLW grand final on Channel 7, pretty amazing um and yeah the turnout was incredible as well on the day heaps of family and and, um volunteers and supporters and friends and that kind of stuff so the support around the competition this year has been incredible what does the support of your number one fan mean and i'm just looking at her um facebook profile right now and she did say i needed to mention her your number one fan being (laughs) your number yeah so she's already told you that uh, you were going to be on radio so fern harris what does her her um support mean to you guys yeah fern has been a super loyal supporter since i was at um collingwood so um, a die-hard Collingwood supporter that has tracked a lot of us um, female footy players across other clubs. So not only me, but plenty of other um, footballers. Yeah, she just she she loves she loves and lives and breathes football. Um, and yeah, I must say I was super humbled to have a sign and, and a few pictures as well on that sign yesterday. So yeah, can't thank her enough for her endless support um, in our campaign. And also. Um I'm looking at your team list. Um, you've got a couple of uh, Hawthorne Premiership players in your side from 2018. Um, mm. Olivia Flanagan, how, how much more do you reckon she needs to do to get um, a look in maybe on an AFL W list or just a training invite? Oh, she, she's pretty bloody close. Um, in terms of her, as you said, experience with VFLW and, and with finals and under pressure um, and, and just her, her skill. Um, I think that any AFLW club would be would be lucky to have her, and I think it's just a matter of her continuing to be consistent and continuing to showcase her strength. And the development of your ruck, um, I remember watching Sarah Black when she was a reserves mm-hmm. player at the St Kilda Sharks. She just started playing, and then I watched her develop into a very good number one ruck in the senior side. For, fortunately, mm-hmm. the Sharks are now defunct, but it's um, fantastic to see her now, A, get that opportunity with the Southern Saints, mm-hmm. but now possibly put herself into a position of becoming a VFLW Premiership player as well. Oh, absolutely, and she's played consistently every single game in that ruck position. And not only is she an amazing person, an amazing asset to our culture, she's just developed so quickly and improved so rapidly throughout the season. And um, her relentless pressure in our midfield really, really sets the standard across the ground. So, Grace, um, as we know, the grand finals on Sunday, it's going to be a massive game. Uh, how's the pre-game week look for you guys? Um, is there going to be any change of what you normally do? You're going to have a dinner together or how's, how's all that going to play out? Um, well, pl- plenty of recovery, that's for sure. Um, but, yeah, we did have a, a recovery session tonight at the Danny Frawley Centre uh, for those that can make it. And otherwise, it's just continuing what we're doing. So, obviously, what we're doing is working um, we're all doing the one percenters. Um, we're putting in the extra touch before training. 
we're getting our recovery done, we're doing our, our team and individual reviews. It's just continuing to carry that out and, um, yeah, continue to perform how we, how we have been the past couple of weeks. And just on the Danny Foley Centre, as we know, Southern Saints are, I guess, in a, um, a partnership between Sandringham and St Kilda. Um, how does, I guess, the, the club spread their time between Trevor Barker Beach Oval and Moorabbin? Um, is it a bit of both or is it more, more it's Moorabbin or how's all that work? Yeah, it was a bit of both um, throughout the pre-season, but now we're, we're definitely more based at, at the Trevor Barker Oval. So, um, yeah, we, we do sort of cross paths with the boys VFL there as well. Um, and yeah, a lot of a lot of their coaches have been coming down. The president Marcus has been awesome in, in coming down to a lot of our games and, and supporting us. So de- definitely more so based at the Trevor Barker Oval um, that, rather than Moorabbin. And also, uh, I guess on the Trevor Barker, I'm not Trevor Barker. They're on the, the Moorabbin Oval. Um, how good is it? I was actually down there a few weeks ago, and that little oh, grand amazing. the grandstand that builds top notch. It's uh it's going to be fantastic if they are, yeah, they play play a few more games there down the track. Yeah, absolutely, and fingers crossed, um, the AFLW can be showcased there as well um, when their season starts. But the, yeah, the, the deck is incredible, and the gym and the facilities as well are, are top notch. Yeah, super, super lucky um, for the AFLW girls to have access to those, and, and the men obviously. Any of your guys playing the their last games in the grand final and moving to other AFLW clubs? It's a very good question. Um, I guess we'll find out on Wednesday yeah. at seven pm. I think the draft is. Yeah, the reason um, that I, the, the reason I asked that question is because obviously there's been a little bit of controversy with um, clubs not playing their AFLW mm-hmm. players. Essendon have been doing it. St Kilda has been doing it, um, and I'm yeah. just wondering if you've. I think you've got one that's already at the Swans. Yes, yeah. yes, we do. Alana Woodward, who was yeah. a yeah a massive part of our massive part of our team and, and midfield. Um, yeah. So yeah, sad to sad to not have her for finals. But yeah, in terms of AFLW, I think we'll find out in the next couple of days. Um, but hoping that they'll they'll keep those girls in for the grand final because there's no way that they'll want to not play that. And should you have the ultimate success? Where's um, Fernie already planning to take the girls? <laughs> what was that, sorry? Should you have the ultimate success and win the premiership, where's Fernie going to take the girls to celebrate? That's a great question. I'm hoping she'll put on a big tab at um, the precinct or, or one, of, one, of the, one of the vast regions. <laughs> I'll have to message her on that one. She's probably got an angry, angry call me now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, how's your own, how have you seen your own personal game? Looking at the stats you, on paper, you've had an absolutely fantastic season. How have you seen it yourself personally? Yeah, really consistent this year. Um, I definitely came off the back of a pretty challenging year last year um, where I sort of lost a bit of love for football. Um, but changing clubs to an environment where I feel safe and I feel supported and um, with the head coach, Dale, who's been absolutely phenomenal and, and Sammy in supporting me, I feel as though everything's fallen into place because I've found that love and enjoyment for it again. So that's that's allowed me to um, perform each week and um, also being surrounded by amazing um, athletes and um, friends and, and trainers and, and support as well at the club. Um, that's, I, I have to give my credit to, to everyone involved in the club in terms of my consistency this season.
Yeah, it's been, look at the stats. I know sometimes stats don't tell the full picture, but you've been, yeah, very consistent, which is fantastic to see. One final thing we do have on our on VFR Rewind is we have a Fast Five. It's a little um, segment we have to close out the show, uh, each, each guest. And um, we've got three categories, uh, music, food, or teammates. We'll ask you five questions on either of those categories which you want to pick. So, yeah, just pick music, food, or teammates. Oh, I reckon teammates. Teammates. Beautiful. Here we go. All right, so five questions on teammates. First one is most annoying teammate. Oh, this is a challenging one. I'm going to have to say... It's hard because I I don't really get annoyed easily. I'm a pretty... You can pass if you want. I'm going to pass the question, yeah. <laughs> no worries. Weirdest pre-game habit from any of the teammates? Oh, I'll probably use myself as an example, to be completely honest. Um, I have to fold my clothes in a certain way the night before a game. <laughs> um, and... And, and put put them put my clothes on in a certain order. So oh. I would have to say it's pretty weird. Well, well there you go. That's, that was that's that's <laughs> your, yourself. You picked yourself. That's the first we've had. So that's very unique. Uh, player you wouldn't want a room with if you went into state. Oh, I reckon it would be folks. Because I reckon we'll just stay up talking the entire <laughs> night and none of us would get any <laughs> um, they're, a bit, they're a bit better now best teammate who's, who's, who's the one who you've, you're probably yeah, good mates with oh, it's going to have to be a tie between Elena and Sarah Black <laughs> they're both great mates and um, even though they're not overly affectionate people they always give me hugs when I'm, when I'm feeling down <laughs> <laughs> and final one who's the funniest um, definitely tie between Nixon and Gabby. <laughs> that natural humour. Well, Grace, we really appreciate you joining us tonight. We've finished with a bit of fun there. And, uh, yeah, good luck. Massive week for the Southern Saints. Um, be- wish you the best of luck. Um, hopefully it's a, it's a great game and the Southern Saints can, uh, yeah, get the win. And, uh, yeah, good luck for the week. Thank you so much. One more step. So, yeah, fingers crossed we can get the win and, and bring that cup home. Thanks, Grace. Thanks, Grace. Awesome. Thanks, guys. See ya. Really appreciate Grace joining us and, and give us a bit of a chat. Yeah, and she, fingers crossed, um, if the Saints win, she might be the only one in that back-to-back club with the three-year gap and um, two different two different teams to do it in. Yeah, it's a so. fantastic achievement if she uh, does get it done and um, wish her the best of luck with it all. Yeah, fingers crossed. It'll, it'll be a ripper game. This will be a really close game, I reckon, because the Saints know that they can push the push the Bombers. They've done it this year and got the draw. So, um, you know, I'd hate it for Essendon if they did lose. The one game that they lost was a grand final, but it'll be a very entertaining game. Yeah, it will be definitely an entertaining game. Uh, we're going to go to a break now. We'll be back after the break with uh, Ben DeBolfo from um, the... Northern Bullants. You're listening to VFL Rewind here on 94.1 FM, 3WBC. 3WBC Football is brought to you with the support of our sponsors. Budget Car and Truck Rental. Tobin Brothers Funerals. Birdies Mini Golf and Sports Bar. LMP Antiques and Collectibles. Aaliyah Framing. Piranha Foods. MR Davids Constructions. Dragon City Tattoos. Buffalo Sports. And the Blackburn Hotel. Thank you for your ongoing support of 94.1 FM, 3WBC and 3WBC Football. 
On the outside, Champagne Toast followed by Cucumber Sandwiches, My Way, 23rd Psalm, then Red Roses. Further back, Devonshire 2, Eulogy and Pre-Planning. Champagne Toast has taken the lead, kicks away. It's out in front, 200 metres to go. Tobin Brothers celebrating lives. Tobin Brothers celebrating lives flying. Thanks, Brian. For the final weigh-in in life, how would you like to be celebrated? Find out more at tobinbrothers.com.au. Tobin Brothers Funerals, celebrating lives. Tobin Brothers Funerals are a 3WBC sponsor. And welcome back to VFL Rewind here on 94.1 FM, 3WBC. We're at the point of our second special guest of the evening. I'm really lucky to be joined by him now from the Northern Bullets, Ben DiBolfo. Ben, welcome to VFL Rewind and thanks for taking our call. Hey, no, thanks for having me. G'day, Ben Lauschie speaking. Um, congratulations on a good season individually. You've played in all the games uh, this year. Um, tell, us, tell us about your journey to the Northern Bullets. So, yeah, thanks for that, first of all. Um, I mean, just obviously played last year, Northern Knights. Um, before that, I was really the highest level I played was just under-17s at my junior club research, and um, I got noticed from there to go to the Knights and then had a pretty good year there. And um, fortunately, yeah, a few of the, the Bullions boys saw me and um, asked me to come down for a training session in the pre-season. And, yeah, just loving my time at the club and... Um, you know, it's great playing at BFL standards. So, yeah, that's just a bit of background at how I wound up down here. So, yeah. I've been to a few of the Bullion games this year and um, I know you guys hate the words honourable losses, but you've been in so many of those games this year. What do you put it down to that you sort of just uh, drop off at certain times in games? Because you sort of won an 11, but you could easily probably be 5 and 6 or something like that. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I actually agree with you there. Like, I mean, yeah, we do have that word honourable losses because we do believe we can win a lot more more often than not. Like the games that we do play. So, um, I mean, it kind of really comes down to just that lapses that we tend to have. Whether that, I mean, that was first quarter yesterday against North that we just weren't quite ready. And I mean, we yeah, we do have a young list as well, so it might come from a bit of inexperience. But I mean, we're all working together to try and solve that that issue that we tend to have, that, that lack of concentration. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I do strongly believe that we're good enough um, and, yeah, that we should have won a lot more than what we have. But, obviously, we, we don't accept honourable losses and, um, you know, yeah, we're still trying to work on that. Uh, ben, how has uh, Benny Hart been? Uh, I guess he was probably... Correct me if I'm wrong, but the, I guess he got the role pretty late. From memory, Josh Fraser was still around. But how's Ben Hart been uh, this year? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't there last year, so I don't really know um, too much about the changeover. But he's been great. Like he's been really open to you know developing relationships with with boys, and um, he's been really good to me as well. Obviously, he was one of the greatest defenders to ever play the game, and. Um, He's taught me a few things which has really gone pretty far in my one-on-one defending. Um, I mean, I used to play a bit looser, I think, uh, last year maybe, but um, I really believe that, yeah, he's taught me a few things that has really helped me out, especially playing against, um, against seniors this year compared to just the juniors. Um, 
just body positioning stuff that really assisted me. Uh, and as well, I guess, uh, moving forward with the season, uh, big game this Sunday. Uh, how's, how's the boys preparing for that one? Uh, it's going to be a big one. Yeah, obviously a massive game. Really trying to, yeah, obviously all focus is on that now. We try to put the path behind us and really looking forward to this weekend against Willie. Um, I mean, we, we have them in the, the practice game, so we kind of know a bit about them. Know, know what our matchups will look like. Um, and, yeah, we're just excited to be, you know, another tough contest. But, yeah, it's something we're really pushing for um, at the club. How does it? Um, I'm having a little bit of fun here. Um, one of your um, teammates. How does it uh, feel playing with a guy like Billy Murphy? Billy Murphy. <laughs> yeah, he's a funny character, Bill. Um, up and about. I love his hair. Yeah. Um, onion, onion hair. He's a, he's a loud character, but no, he's a great guy, Bill. Like, obviously, he's got a bit more experience than me, and he's very helpful to the younger fellas. Um, yeah, and just love the way he goes about it. Like. Really, you know, try to just enjoy the game as much as you can, um, I suppose. And just, yeah, plays because he loves the game. And um, you can see that in the way he does it. He goes about it as well. His his little dance step that he has every now and then. So, um, no, he's a great fellow, Bill. And, yeah, his hair is very special too. And the other, the other bloke you must love playing with, and it's great that he's been in the VFL system for so long and we hope that he hangs around for another three or four years, Tommy Wilson. Fantastic yeah. leader. Yeah, he is a great leader, and um, you know he's really worked hard himself this year um, to keep improving his leadership, as he already has been um, over the years. I mean, yeah, he's, to play with him week in week out is pretty phenomenal. Life. To see the way he goes about it, um, I mean, yeah, he's an ultimate professional, as as they say, and um, I suppose just to keep being so consistent for so long. I mean. You see the way he does it on game day. Um, yeah, it's really inspiring. And one of the characters at your club is the, the head honcho, the president, mate. Any funny stories about well, Wag Malcoon? Wag? Um, Give us I the best one. I don't know if I have any. I haven't known him too long, but he's definitely a great guy. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I have too many funny stories, but um, he's always great fun when we go away on the trip. Um, and yeah, he's always getting amongst the boys, so he's a great fellow Wag. Have you seen Wag in the gym and the weights? Supposedly he lifts well, a fair bit. I've seen him, but I've definitely heard about it. Um, <laughs> I'd love to see how much he bench presses one day. Um, he, Just ask Billy. <laughs> uh, how have you seen your own game this year, Ben? Um, I guess, as you mentioned, it's your first year at the club and you've, you've played some um, consistent footy. How have you seen your own game this year? Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, still... Still trying to figure out bits and pieces, but I've been yeah pretty proud of myself. I mean, the big goal for me was just to you know play VFL this year, and I've been you know pretty grateful that I've been selected to play every game so far. And um, yeah, I mean uh, I've been on a capo, not as well as I would have hoped for, but um, I'm still working on that. And I suppose just yeah getting to the contest more is just something that I need to be comfortable with and, and confident in myself so um, but yeah it's that and also you know developing the relationships with the people around you and, and knowing their strengths um, helps a lot as well so yeah no, it's, it's definitely it's definitely been good to see you play play some good footy as you mentioned 12 games this year which is a phenomenal effort first up in the VFL uh, 
it's great that Ben Hart's here giving you the opportunity to play some good footy and um, it's great to see uh, one final question um, we normally do on VFL Rewind is uh, we have we have a bit of fun and we uh, we do the Fast Five. Uh, we've got three categories. Uh, we've got music, sport, or teammates. You just pick one of those three. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, I've got teammates. Everyone's teammates. There's seven in a row for teammates. Everyone loves the teammates one. Uh, all right, first one up is most annoying teammate. Um, Blaine Collar. There we go. <laughs> Weirdest pregame habit by any of the boys? Um, Andrew Courtney. Just a ridiculous amount of stretching. Way <laughs> too much stretching. You'll never get warm because you're just sitting there stretching. A player you wouldn't want to room with if you went into state? Uh, I'd say Ryan Gardner because he tells me he's only watched his jumper. His hoodie, his um, club hoodie once. So, oh. yeah. oh. who's, who's the best teammate? Who's the, who's the best teammate? Yeah. Um, geez, I've got a few to pick from. The best teammate. Uh, I'd have to go. i Matthew Gundry. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's yeah a lot older than me, but took me under his wing, and I mean he's probably a maturity age similar to me as well. So we get along pretty well. And final one, who's the funniest? Who, who's the funniest of the lot? Oh, the fun- oh, I think Mac Dorian's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. a good guy. Yeah, Mackenzie, Mackenzie is a funny man. That, that's for sure. Uh, ben, we really appreciate you joining us tonight. Yeah, well done on a great first up season at Northern Blanche. You've yeah, played some consistent footy. It's great to see. And, uh, yeah, good luck for the rest of the year at the Ants. No, thanks for having me, boys. Cheers. No Thanks, Ben. Ben DeBolfo there from the... Northern Bullhounds, great to see. Um, yeah, he's played some consistent footy this year. Yeah, and we've got to thank Wag Malcoon, um, the Bullhounds president, for organising Ben to come on um, tonight. So um, great to see all those youngsters coming through. And if you're a Bullhounds supporter, stick stick with them because um, those wins aren't too far away. They keep that group together. Sustained success isn't too far away. They're, they're definitely not far away. They've been competitive in most of their games. They almost beat Colton. Um, and, you know, you look yeah. at Colton on the ladder... Um, and that's the thing. Some of these games in the VFL are so even that a few games not going your way and you can go to the bottom, but a few go your way and you can be up there. I mean, they've been they've been competitive. They haven't last year. They they had a few games where they got beaten by a lot, but this year I think they've really consolidated. And I think it's just five five ten minute fades in some quarters that are the costly ones. When they when they do that, they the opposition slams on say three goals like. Um, the Southport game was the most interesting one that I went to where Southport kicked eight goals in 21 minutes against them and then the next quarter, a totally different Bullhands outfit comes out and they um, kicked three goals, four, and kept Southport to five points. So that they can mat- match it with the best when they need to. It's interesting how that happens, isn't yeah. it? It's just... It's and that and that, and that's it's no disrespect for the team. It's just a young group. Yeah, and sometimes exactly. you can have patches where you, yeah, you just um you lose confidence for for a couple of minutes and it takes a while to regroup the the coach to work out what's going on and yeah. I guess um Northern Bullants are definitely going to be a team into the future if they can stick with this group. You know they've got leadership from Tommy Wilson who's an absolute yeah. star. Um, he'd be close to, I reckon, 150, Tommy Wilson. He wouldn't be far off. He wouldn't be far off life membership, yeah. So he'd probably be a year or two off that. So, um, so let's hope Tom sort of hangs around because he, he reminds me a little bit of Ben Jolly. Does. He does. Yeah. He's think he's been at Northern 
or Northern Blouse slash Blues since I reckon back to 2012, I reckon it again. Yeah, he's an Eastern Rangers product originally, and I think he tried out at Box Hill, got cut at Box Hill and went out to the Bullants, and the rest is history. Yeah, the rest is history, and he's been there ever since. He, uh, Yeah, he, he didn't have a club there for, what, probably three or four months, or actually more than that when when the Northern Blues folded. But he, he, imagine, imagine the offers Tommy Wilson oh, would have got from every club. I dare say he would have got a fair few offers, but he's probably done the smart thing and said, listen, we'll wait until Josh Fraser and Steve Papel and whoever else was involved in that um, resurrection um, came back and said, yes, we're on, or no, we're not. So, extremely loyal. Extremely exactly. loyal. And I think... When you've got a leader like that at your club, it sets the example to oh. everyone else of, you know, what what the club means. Um, you know, it's not just about, I guess, for some of these boys getting drafted, it's about playing at the highest level they can yeah. as well. So, you know, you look at um, Tommy Wilson, you know, um, no disrespect to Tommy, but, you know, the chances of him probably getting drafted, at, you know, each year, is, sadly, as it goes on, are getting slimmer and slimmer, but he's not losing faith. He's still just playing at VFL level. He's wanting to play at the highest level he can. Yeah. And it sets the example for all the other boys to say, you know what, I'm not going to go go back to local and get a great offer. I'm just going to become a, you know, maybe a 100 or 150-game VFL player. Yeah, and I think Tommy, Tom could actually get, probably become a 200-game VFL player because I think he, he would have the years um, to his advantage yeah. to get to that 200 mark as well. Exactly right. We're going to go to a break now. We're going to be back after the break with our VFA legend segment from the Taralgon Football Club. First time we've ventured to Taralgon, so looking forward to this one. Mark Stockdale, you're listening to VFL Rewind here on 94.1 FM at 3WBC. 3WBC Football is brought to you with the support of our sponsors. Budget Car and Truck Rental. Tobin Brothers Funerals. Birdies Mini Golf and Sports Bar. LP Antiques and Collectibles. Aaliyah Framing. Piranha Foods. MR Davids Constructions. Dragon City Tattoos. Buffalo Sports. And the Blackburn Hotel. Thank you for your ongoing support of 94.1 FM 3WBC and 3WBC Football. And welcome back to VFL Rewind here on 94.1 FM 3WBC. We're at the point of our VFA Legends segment, which you have every night at 7.45 on a Monday night. And the first time in four years we've done this show and we've had the, the VFA segment, we've gone we've gone to Ballarat, we've gone to Bendigo, we've gone to, you know, um, down down Geelong West, we've gone to Frankston. We've done, done uh, yeah, all the Sunshine. Tour. Sunshine. We've been everywhere. Nearly. We haven't gone to Gippsland, though. So this is the first time to Gippsland. I'm really looking forward to this. So Ralgon Footy Club are in the VFL for two years. Um, they, were, they were a big club in the, the um, Gippsland League, and they joined the VFL. And we've got a player from that era on the line. and um, His name is Mark Stockdale, and he joins us on the line now. Mark, welcome to VFL Rewind, and uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks, Brad. G'day, Mark. Lausche speaking. Tell us, tell us the story, um, how you got to um, Tarragon, because I noticed your original um, team was Assumption College, and they're based out of Kilmore, aren't they? No, no, I'm, um, I'm born and bred Tarragon. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm born and bred Tarragon. So, um, yeah, there, there was a vast of our play for Richmond. Um, I get a little bit mixed up with him every now and again. <laughs> um Tell, tell us the story of um, how Trulgan, um made their bid to get into the VFL and um, what the reason was why it only lasted two years in the VFL. Uh, I think the reason we made a bid um, was pretty dominant um, back in the, uh, the late 80s, early 90s. And um, I think the opportunity to come to play in, a, in the higher league in the VFL, in the state, state league, and... Um, 
we, we had a go at it, but um, we, we kept our local side as well, all our local side. So we kept our third reserves and seniors in the, uh, in the Gippsland and the League, and it kind of stretched us a little bit too much, I think. And that's why we only lasted probably two years. And as, as, we, as we mentioned, that Taralgon joined at the same time as North Ballarat, and uh, I guess North Ballarat um, had a bit of, bit of success there. Uh, what do you think the reasoning was that, you know, the, the club, I guess, pulled, pulled out of the competition? Was it lack of funds or was it just the lack of interest from the community down there? Um, it could have been a little bit of both. It could have been a, little bit, a, a bit of both there. Um, I, I always thought we should have been aligned, aligned with the uh, TAC Cup, Gisland Power. Um, that's just my, my look on it. Um, and probably shouldn't have carried the name of Sir Elgin, um in, in that sense. So we could in embrace the whole of this land. Um, but uh, they went with the name Terrelgan and um, and that's the way we went. Who were some of the um, imports you had to bring in when you went for that VFL licence? Um, uh, I know you had Greg Doyle there, but um, were there any other imports yeah. that you brought in? Well, we brought in a few guys from Bensdale. Uh, we brought in, I think, Hopner from Bensdale. Uh, uh, a couple of other lads. Uh, come in as well. But we didn't go too far out. Um, we got a couple. Um, I'd have to go to the old photos to have a look who they were. But um, yeah, um, no, mostly young guys. Um, uh, Ricky Haywood, we brought him in. Uh, Mark Bradbury, we had him in. And uh, they actually worked for the club. We uh, had jobs for them in the club. Um, so yeah, we, did, we went outside a little bit. Um, but mostly just um, uh, local guys. And who actually coached you in that era? Ah, yeah, the legendary uh, Joppa Cunningham. <laughs> St Kilda legend. He played for uh, Victoria and all. Uh, great guy. Uh, up on the, uh, I think he's up on the Gold Coast up that way now. He's up there. He's a greenkeeper, I think, yeah, on a golf uh, on a golf course on the Gold Coast, yeah. But um, yeah, he was yeah. a he's originally a Mafra boy, so that's why I asked you, asked the question because you guys um actually have um great rivalries in what's now the Gippsland League, isn't it? Yeah, Gippsland Trade League now, yeah. and um, yeah, definitely Mafra very dominant. They had a ten year ten year odd period there where they I don't know whether they think they won about seven premierships or something like that under uh, I think Wayne Butcher. Um, yeah, they were very dominant, um, uh, I think, in the late 90s, uh, early 2000s, so um, in that period. A famous memory I have of Tarogan, uh growing up is uh, they used to play on Win TV. They were on the they had their TV games and they'd, um, they'd have the famous commentary from, from Channel 9. Can you remember the famous day that Eddie Maguire and Lou Richards arrived by a helicopter on the Tarogan ground? That was one of the, one of the most favourite memories I have of Tarogan Footy Club as a kid. The showgrounds. Showgrounds, <laughs> lucky it wasn't flooded. Um, yeah, um, no, I can't. I don't know what year that would have been because um, I actually... Um, had a couple of years away from um, Terrelgan there in um, 92, 93. I went up and played in the Ovens of Murray uh, for Wodonga Bulldogs. And then in 94, I didn't play. Um, decided I'd have a new, a new reconstruction. Um, and then come back in 95 and obviously back into the VFL in 96, 97. So, um, no, I don't. I don't. Um, but uh, there's a couple of funny things that happened during the footy in that period, so yeah, no, I can't remember that one. There's a, there's a couple of Stockdale boys that um, 
have gone through Casey and Williamstown. What's the relation to, I think, Corey, is Corey the son who's now at Norwood? No, no. Corey's uh, my nephew. He's uh, my second eldest brother's boy, and same with Michael, his older brother. Okay. Um, they went through the power system. I had a young bloke, he's 32 now, he went through the power as well. Um, so we've had a few a few young soft girls go through there. Yeah, no. uh, yeah and Corey is over at Norwood. Yeah, no, Mike, Michael, when he was out at Springvale and Casey, or predominantly Casey, um, he he was, was outstanding. And then, unfortunately, when he got to Williamstown, the knee injuries got to him. I think that was the thing that sort of um, ended the dream of an AFL debut. Typical soft turf, I think. Um, injuries. <laughs> injuries. And, um, yeah, it was. Yeah, he's quite a neat player, Michael. Um, and now he's probably as big as a Melly Bull. How about your own personal journey? I'm um, playing for Tarragon. Um, sort of. How how did you, I guess, enjoy the community down there? Because um, there's a lot of big bigger uh, towns down there. I guess there's there's uh you know Moi and there's Warrigal and there's um Bansdale. I guess how's the rivalry down there between some of the clubs? Because um, growing up, I was always told that the Gippsland League was one of the always one of the strongest leagues in Victoria, and um they pride themselves on yeah tough footy. Um, we won the country championship in 1990, um, which was great. We at sale, and um, that was that was a great uh, great year that one. Um, and that entitled us to go to uh, the old Waverley Leasehold Park the next year, early early next year, to play against the second division winners. I can't remember who they are now. Um, those those years were were pretty good. Uh, we've got Lee and Gatherer who are very strong now. Haven't lost a game this year. Uh, Maui, not Maui. Um, there's always a great rivalry between uh, Maui and Geraldton. Um We uh, beat them in the '99 and 2000 Grand Finals, back to back, and uh, I really don't think they've recovered <laughs> from it. But um, yeah, great rivalry there between between uh, those two teams. Would you support a Gippsland side? in a restructured VFL um, competition, say, a year or two down the track? And what would you do differently if you brought a Gippsland side into the VFL? Definitely. Um, yeah, definitely uh, strive to get our team into that higher division, especially state league. And like I said before, uh, I would go with um, the probably the Gippsland power name, and, and it has to be, I, I dare say, it has to be aligned with the Gippsland power, the mm. PAC Cup side. Um, and I always thought the, the VFL probably should be an under-25 competition. Mm. Um, I don't know what it is now. I don't, I don't think um, what the, uh, the gist of it is really now. But um, I think a lot of a lot of footballers are in that 25-year mark. Up to there, they, they need that second chance to get into the highest tier. And where would you put, where if you had a Gippsland side, how how would you go about um, say home grounds? Would you sort of move them around the area? Or would would there be a main base? Is there any sort of um, venue that really stands out in that Gippsland region where you would base them? Oh, the Gippsland have got a fantastic venue now down at Mall, uh, synthetic turf, indoor training. Um, I think you need to base them at Mall because of the uh, facilities they've got. And hopefully they'd even get better facilities uh, with a VFL uh, side in there. Um, and uh, the location on the highway, straight down the highway, and um, straight into it. That would be uh, perfect. I wouldn't shift it around. I don't think that would work. I want to go back a little bit to 1996 round four. For the club's first win in the VFL against North... Was. 
against North Ballarat. Uh, one by yeah. about forty odd points. Uh, down there on a Sunday af- afternoon. Uh, what are your memories of that one? Ninety nine to fifty six, actually. Um, Correct. Fourteen goals, fifteen to eight eight. Um, was a good win. Uh, being being round four and and being at home, it was a good win. Um, but I don't think we won too many more. I, I, um, I think I've only involved with about three wins in the VFL side, and two of them I think were against Coburg. But uh, yeah, great win. But they, I think they pasted us in the, on the return match up in North Ballarat. Uh, absolutely perusing. So, yeah, it was good to get a first win, and um, but they were very few and far between. And then the next year you just come out and you drew actually with uh, Williamstown 70 apiece. So, um, yeah, as the, the, the wins were hard hard to get, but at least there was a draw as well. So, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a challenging time, I guess, as you mentioned. I didn't actually know that these, that Terrellgan actually continued with their local program as well. And I can understand now why, it, I guess, as you said, it stretched the whole football um, team, I guess the whole club, because I guess it, it makes it so difficult. So I guess I've got a bit of yeah perspective now of yeah, how, how challenging it must have been for all the club officials and that to organise an extra club um, travelling so far each week. Yeah, it was. Um, I'd done it with four kids uh, in tow. Um, my wife was amazing, and so was the club. But uh, we, we actually had twins, and um, we had two kids. Oh, I think I was five and three, and then we had twins in '96 in um, in Fed. So uh, come '97, I only played half a year. I, I worked out the pull out. It was um, it was uh, two two taxing two taxing Sunday football to uh, the Toyota uh, Tarago trips and lay <laughs> home every Sunday night and back to work Monday and. Um, yeah, but I loved it. I did the, uh, and I went back to the local side under Russell North, um, and then I discovered how uh, how the difference was in the state league compared to the local league. It really stood out. Um, it was very similar to when I played the four games for Sydney in the reserves of Sydney. Come back to the local side, and the fitness level was just so much higher in the uh, in the higher higher state. Just the last question from me. Um... What's your involvement in footy these days and how do you see the game these days compared to when you were playing in the late 80s and 90s? Um, look, you've got to be careful not to be an armchair critic because it, it is a hard game. It's, it's, and they do say 90% of it's played above the shoulders. Well, uh, not really. Um, it's, it, it is a hard game. It is a hard game for a working man or woman. And uh, you've just got to realise that these guys and girls have got to get up and go to work on a Monday uh, in some blame shift work. But, uh, look, it's changed a lot. It has. I don't think it, it, people are finding it harder with the work situation to get the training and such. Uh, where I work now, you know, guys are on shift and they're trying to play footy and um, it's not easy. But, uh, look, I, I don't have any involvement with footy. Uh, I watch my son-in-law play out at Woodside here. And um, my young bloke was playing at Woodside. He, like I said, he's 32, but he broke a leg there a couple of weeks ago and shattered a, he's down a spiral factor in Sibia. So that's the end of him. Um, yeah, look, it's, it's changed, but look, as long as we've got guys and girls out there playing, uh, that's the main thing. Well, Mark, we really appreciate you joining us tonight. Yeah, it gives me a bit of insight of what it was like down for the Travel Footy Club. I've definitely got a different perspective now of yeah, how challenging I guess it was for the, the club. And um, I can understand, I guess, why they, yeah, they went back to the local footy. Uh, yeah, um, good luck with, with the young fella. Hopefully um, his recovery from the broken leg comes off um, pretty well. And, yeah, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Brad.
Thanks, thanks, Mark. Mark Stockdale there from Toronto Football Club. A great chat and great insight. Uh, that's the end of the show, Lashy. We're, we're at a wrap. Yep, fantastic show. We'll do it all again next week. And thank you to Kevin Foley for organising Mark Stockdale. That's a wrap. We'll see you all again next week. You've been listening to VFL Rewind.